This is Honoré Quarter, and I'm the founder of Empire Builders and the Collective Masterminds. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Straza with The Mastermind Effect. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to The Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey everyone, today we have Honoré Quarter, founder of Empire Builders and Collective Mastermind. We dive into how she set her group up to build multiple, yes, I said multiple, six to seven figure streams of income. We talk about the direction of self-education and why setting up a daily streak reminder is so valuable. Check it out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have a new friend of mine that I recently met in Nashville, Tennessee, the founder of Empire Builders and the Collective mastermind, Honoré Quarter. Honoré, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How the heck are you? I am awesome. I can't wait to get back to Nashville so we can, uh, we can share some more stories, break some bread, and uh, enjoy everything not only Nashville has to offer, but like the beautiful cabin that you have to offer that's yes. out there. Yes, I can't wait to have you over. So a little brisket, little little bourbon. There we go. Oh, well, you had me at brisket and bourbon, the two B's that we're always looking yeah. for. Now, when, when the people listening today realize all the unbelievable nuggets that you're leaving for them and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way either through social or personal that they can reach out and connect with you? Honorayquarter.com is my website. Yeah, that's the best way. And it'll be in the show notes below. It'll be in the blog that, uh, that we build out for it. So reach out to her. I, I've, I've had the privilege to, to meet you and your family. And uh, I have to say, I'm really, I've been looking forward to today. So let's, let's dive into it. Okay. Um, the ability to learn and have access to people has changed, I feel, over the last five to 10 years. When we were younger, we learned from textbooks and teachers and then family and friends and coworkers. But that's really a sliver of what's possible out there. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Oh gosh, um, that is the that is the hot seat question already. We dive right into the hot seat, a la mastermind. Um, I originally started learning from authors, reading books. So Tony Robbins, I started with T Tony Robbins, for a, a name most people know, Mark Victor Hansen, a name most people know, Norman Vincent Peale. It's give or take whether people would know that name if they are old enough to know that name um, and have done that uh, reading. The Power of Positive Thinking was one of his books. Started at the feet of the masters by reading their books and then moved into listening to their audio cassette tapes, <clears throat> age alert, and then attending their seminars. Now, I'm fortunate to say that I will read a book and reach out to the author and very often I can connect live with the author, which is a new thing because authors have always been, at least for what you say, the last five to 10 years, they've been the folks you can't, don't have access to, the people you can't connect with. And now they are folks that you can connect with. You can read their books. You can listen to their podcast. You can attend, hopefully soon, a live event 
meet them in person. Um, and in some instances, meet them and become friends with them. And that's really cool as well. Yeah. And that's the interesting thing that you said is like the, the accessibility to people has drastically changed. And I don't want yes. to say just because of COVID now people had some more free time. So those people <laughs> that we thought might've been unattainable, they were open as long as you were, you were looking to bring some form of value and, you know, Correct. have, have an exchange of thoughts as opposed to draining them. Right. Uh, you were able to reach out to them. And that kind of goes into what I wanted to talk to you about next is we have more ways to take in information than ever before. And it's, it, to me, it's a little confusing with all the platforms, all the ways that you can search for people and look for things. Some people look for mentors, others look for accountability buddies, masterminds, coaching, online courses. There's a lot of ways to learn today. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you find them and connect with them? Okay, so great question. I am currently doing redoing a feng shui master certification. And I'm doing that through an online course called the, through the School of Intention, which is run by a wonderful woman named Dana Claudette. She is a feng shui master and she put together this school and I have no interior design aspirations, right? I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not a Reiki master. I don't do anything in that field. And yet feng shui has always been fascinating to me. So when she put out this class and it is all virtual, so it's a uh, login online there are some live components to it. So a weekly class, handouts that she gives us, homework, reading, all of that is in her process, um, learning and getting certified through the School of Intention, which is a fascinating, fascinating class and work. Even if, like me, you do something completely different, there are applications for that type of work in any type of work. I find I have applications for it in my work. We were just talking before about that I am learning languages. I'm focused on learning French right now and I am using an app. So I read a book called Fluent Forever by a former opera singer who needed to learn to sing in the correct accent in five different languages. And he breaks down where the sounds are made in your mouth and that's done through videos. So he's actually showing you where the sounds are made and where you make them in your mouth. Then he has an app where you can train your brain through space repetition by making flashcards. So the app is one aspect of it. And then I also listen to audiobooks so I can train my ear. So I have an Audible subscription and I listen to books in French, courses in French, and those sorts of things. And I also do an interactive ebook that has been put together called Fluent in Three Months. And it's language hacking French and it's learning what you need to know to be able to speak in whatever language. What are the sentences that you generally start with? What's your name? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? What do you do for a hobby? Who are the people around you? Those sorts of things. You learn that in that process. So there are many different modalities that I'm diving into to connect the dot so that I can be an effective learner. And that's interesting because you and I did speak about how you're learning through, through language and through hearing the different sounds, yeah. whether your tongue is at the bridge of your mouth or, you know, shifted, you know, in a different direction. Yeah. And that can really tell you a lot about a person when you hear how they're coming across to you. You can feel their emotion yeah. based off of the tonality that's coming out and knowing what's going to maybe possibly come next in that conversation. And, and probably learning a different language is helping you even more understand the English language a little bit better. Yes. And also I have, I have always been very 
have a particular ear. So as someone who writes books, I'm very interested in grammar and the correct, correct pronunciation and the correct tense of words. And I listened to a book on the history of English and where the words came from and why some people don't hear when they make a mistake. You think, well, they are saying it wrong or they're writing Y-O-U-R when they mean Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. And now I understand that if you just, if you don't learn it at the right time in the right, right way in the right place, you just miss it. And you just, it, it, you never come back around to it unless you want to, unless that's a desire, you just miss it. And it's just very interesting because I, I am now having much more grace as someone who is constantly making mistakes. Like if you made a mistake, yes, already. <laughs> it's 9.30 in the morning, 74 mistakes, I'm in. I now, I give much more grace because I now understand the process that I'm going through and the process other people have been through and how if you just miss it, if you just missed what happened in World War One, you can't possibly understand what in what World War Two, right? You just missed it. You just don't have that background. It's very fascinating. Yeah. And that that probably, like you said, it it is it's giving you more grace to understand where other people are either A coming from or B what they had missed to be who yeah. they are and why they're in your sphere. So, yeah. you know, talking about people, I feel that people get stuck. And, and they yeah. don't know how to execute what's inside of their head. We've recently gone through or we're still going through a pandemic. To me, this I've is heard causing, about that. Yeah, I know. It's happening right now. You had some of, your, uh, some of your students in your yard recently. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. So I feel that this is causing what I would say a reset in how we're able to accomplish things. Mm-hmm. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and how you accomplish things? The best example I can think of, and another fantastic question, you are an Olympic level question asker. I want to give you props for that. The best example I can think of is when the pandemic first was on my radar in a big way, beginning of March, beginning to middle of March, I started to notice that it was time to stay home, right? That was the first decision. I think this is my last outing for a while until I see how this plays out. And then I started to notice the memes. The memes from people on social media that were saying, it's okay if you can't get out of bed. It's okay if you can't be productive. This is a very stressful time and we don't know what's going to happen. You need to just stay home, you know, quarantine, stay home, be depressed, be in your pajamas, you know, stay in bed. And I thought, no, they'll take your bed. You can't, you cannot, you cannot just stay in bed. That is, that is not the most effective thing for you to do. And my first thought was, I have a mastermind. I need to make sure that my people are cared for and that they stay focused and they stay productive. And I'm a huge believer in morning routines. And I immediately invited my group into my morning writing session, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. every day, but in seat. It's my practice. It's how I write all of my books. It's how I've written all of my books. It is how I meet those deadlines Um, whether I like it or not, whether I'm fired up about it or not, button chair, coffee in hand, right? So I put a message out in my, in the Slack group. And I said, "Uh, here's my Zoom link. I'm going to show up every morning, rain or shine, 6am. We're going to pop in, we're going to say good morning, and we're going to focus for an hour. And that got them up and out of bed. They might not have gotten dressed, right? (laughs) No judgment how somebody showed up in the morning, but it was just get up and stay focused. And if you go back to bed, or you're overwhelmed the rest of the day, or you're not quite feeling it, at least you had a good start. At least you accomplished something in that hour of a day. And that kept me consistent. I missed three days until 
I took a break for my birthday and someone else took over, but I had missed three days from March the 15th until September the 23rd of this year is I had missed three mornings of logging in right at six o'clock in the morning. And they were all mornings that I said, I have a conflict. I have a speaking engagement. I'm going to go speak at this thing. And I need to, to not be writing at this time. I'm going to move my writing time. You all keep going. And that streak really brought everyone through the tunnel and got books finished and got projects finished and kept the productivity up. So I feel like the mastermind application there was relying on your bench of people. And it was, hey, we missed you yesterday. Okay, I'll try again tomorrow. So some people were you know, more consistent than others, but it was really saying, we, we see you. We see you when you're here and we see you when you're not here and we're holding you capable and we're holding a space for you to be your best self, even in the midst of what right now is a pandemic. Another time it could be something else. Yeah, and there's always going to be something else. I'm not, and I'm not discounting the pandemic. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be an excuse. Two mornings ago, I'll be honest with you, I had a, what I thought was a good night's sleep, but boy, it was 6 a.m. and I just didn't want to get up. You know, when I did finally get up, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Now, I'll also say maybe another non-popular thought. Now, I'm not saying from the aspect of what it's done to the world, I'm not saying of what it's done to businesses yeah. and people. But if I had to relive the months of the pandemic and what's been going on and go back to March, I'd do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound crazy, yeah. but like there was so much opportunity yeah. in order to thrive as an individual, as a family, and as a business, a corporation, whatever yeah. that was. Yeah. And again, yeah. I am not being yeah. insensitive to other people's situations. I get that. Yeah. But yeah. there was a lot there. And what you did for, for, your, for your mastermind, I commend you. And I mean that in such a genuine way because I think so many other people could have used that. I know I could have used it. I was in a mastermind and I didn't yeah. get that. I found other ways to do that. But I thank you for what you did for yourself and for the group when it comes to that. Well, and it, as much as it helped them, it helped me because there were mornings like you. There are mornings like you that I think... I don't really have to do that. I'm kind of good, <laughs> right? Um, everything's okay. I could sleep in. I could take a day. And then I think I lose three days for every day I don't do that. I get out of momentum. I get out of lockstep with myself. Yeah. And I knew the value. I know the value of prepping the asset and the asset is me. And that getting up and getting into it is that piece of, putting the X on the calendar, like, oh, yeah. I did it today. Oh, I did it this day. I did it this day. And keeping that momentum is more powerful for me than the not doing it. But I don't always feel like doing it. And I know if I don't feel like doing it and you don't feel like doing it, then chances are other people don't feel like doing it. But the benefit came back to me because I was much more productive. I was like, well, I don't have anywhere to be. I'm not doing any meetings out. I can write an hour anytime during the day. I don't have that much on my calendar. I have things I want to accomplish, sure, but also Netflix, <laughs> right? Also sleep number, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I have all the reasons to not get up and and to do it. And I found that as much as I was, tr- my my heart was in supporting my mastermind, it really came back and helped me kick up to another level because I knew if I wasn't on Zoom at 5.58 that I would start, are, are you coming? What are you doing? Let's do yeah. this. I was, I was getting it back to me as well, which yeah. is really And I'm a numbers awesome. person. So th- everyone wrap your head around this real quick. An extra hour a day. And if you're just looking at a five-day week, okay? So I don't live in a five-day week world, but hey, if it's five-day week, an extra hour yeah. a day, 
will give you 10 days of your life back. And I'm talking 24 hour days. If you take one hour times five times 52, it is going to give you 10 full days of your life in productivity and family time, whatever that is. So just think about what that extra extra hour really was at mm-hmm. the end of the day. You got more almost a week and a half of more productivity for that. So there's a there's mm-hmm. a easy math one there for you. So masterminds have been around since we're talking about masterminds and it's the mastermind effect. Yeah. They've been around for yeah. probably since the apostles. Eventually, Benjamin Franklin right. created the Junto Club or the Leather Apron Club. And then this guy by the name of Napoleon Hill starts talking about it and writing a book. So it's not really a new concept at the end of the day. As there's been right. a large boom of self-education, in my opinion, over traditional education over the last few years. So where do you see self-education moving ahead or equal to traditional education? The colleges, the you know, we go from high school to college. And we move on from there. And that's what people are looking for. Whereas as we're seeing this larger boom of self-education, people in masterminds, people in coaching courses, where do you really see it going in its validity of of how businesses and how people accept self-education over traditional education? Well, I am of an age and generation where most people went to college. That was our path. Go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a spouse, get a mortgage, get two cars, 2.5 children. That, that is the path. That, is, that was the path for my generation of folks. What I see now, and I didn't follow that path, by the way. <laughs> Your TEDx <laughs> you know, talk kind of talks about that a little me. bit. I, I, yeah, I kind of mentioned a few things, a few road bumps that I hit along the way, uh, Mack truck or two, you know, just to keep it interesting. So I did not follow that traditional path. And I have, for a long time, I had to answer that question, where did you go to school? Where did you get your degree? Where did that come from? And there has been a shift and it's been in the last 20 years, 15 to 20 years, where no one asks that question anymore. They ask you what your experience is and how hard are you willing to work? And what do you bring to the table? And my favorite thing that I say it starts with this, the words, my superpower is, and really owning that. And I don't know, I don't know what the place of traditional education is going to be, but I do know that people are starting to understand that self-education will make you a fortune, right? Traditional education will educate you on things that are important to know, but a self-education will, will transform you. And I think that that it is becoming commonplace with books like The Miracle Morning and The 4-Hour Work Week and Quiet and Brene Brown's, she's got a couple of good ones. I think as those become the, the books that everyone is reading, right? They're pop culture reads as opposed to niche. I'm a person who believes in self-development, so I read Awaken the Giant Within, right? Does that make sense? Is it's becoming more common for people to read books. Um, yes, also a good one. <laughs> um, I don't think it's as well known as Awaken the Giant Within, but there's still time, I suppose, right? So <laughs> I think as reading books and educating people is recognized by the culture at large, it will become more prevalent and it will become more important because people will say, what are you reading? What have you read? What are you doing to work on yourself? What are you learning? What are you learning and how are you learning? And you better have some good answers, right? Just like when your boss, your prospective boss takes you out to lunch, 
you better know your manners. You better know your etiquette. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, self-reflection and self-improvement is just be, it, it's becoming more widespread. It was, it was always accepted, but, you know, saying, Hey, here are my flaws and here's how I can overcome them through this group mentality of, right. uh, you know, with other people's support and help it's, it's helping change and alter what some people felt was even possible and finding what that superpower is. Right. And it's not for the eccentric no. anymore. Right. I just saw Sarah Blakely, who's the founder of Spanx, talk about how she's on a think vacation. She's like a few books, journals, my computer, no phone, no television. I just go and I think and I let the ideas come. And that would have been considered a practice of an eccentric person. Yeah. Before I think today's time. I took a week off here a few months ago, literally to just work on business. I'm sorry work on businesses, not in businesses and just take time mm-hmm. away. And it, it was, it was wonderful. It wasn't probably as impactful or as, uh, as what uh, Sarah was doing, but still, you know, it's. Sarah's level of think vacation is quite epic. She took us into the spa with her and, and did a video of this, the massage she was having simultaneous to her husband, Jesse Itzler, who's the founder of NetJets running a 24 hour yeah. triathlon. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, who would you rather hang out with? <laughs> like, hmm. it doesn't stink to be either <laughs> one of about them. It so for a second. Yeah. Not at all. Not for so, a second. Now, yeah. typically when someone invests in their future, they have a better than vague idea of what they're going to get. We're able to have some form of expectation of the type of people that could be in the room and, and really yeah. what the outcome should be if you implement mm-hmm. it and you take action yourself. Yeah. yeah. What should people yeah. expect when they enter your reality. An authentic guide who cares about the outcome of the person with practical steps and a roadmap for success with combined with my superpower of being able to look at someone's business and their goals and their objectives and identify an income stream or two or seven that they can put into place. And also chances are high that I have either executed that or have executed something close to that. So I can give them the strategies, the tools, the structure that they need to actually implement that and make it successful. Yeah. So let's talk about empire builders and then collective. Okay. Because yeah. you've got, yeah. you've got both yeah. of them right now and empire yeah. builders has been around and then yeah. your audience told you, Hey, we need collective. So when someone goes through empire mm-hmm. builders, what's the process without giving away all the secrets and all the, you know, everything that they get, but kind of give us what they can expect out of empire builders. Well, the reason I started empire builders was because people came to me and they said, you have an empire. I want to build one. How do I do that? And if you had a mastermind, I would be in it. And I went, Okay. What does that look like? So I have a process for how I determine whether I want to do something or not. But when someone comes into Empire Builders, they are someone who has a book or they know they need to write a book in order to increase their platform. So everything starts with me in a book, right? We've got to put stuff in writing. You've written a few books. I've written a few and I like it. And I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in that process and what it does for someone in their career, certainly what it's done for me and mine. And then they want to take the contents of the book combine it with their extra education experience, knowledge, their superpowers, their processes, and turn those into multiple streams of income. So someone who comes to Empire Builder says, I want to have a seven-figure income. I want to have a seven-figure empire. 
that consists of multiple streams of income, six and seven figure streams of income. So the goal for them is to identify one or two new streams of income per year and to put those into place so that over time, if they build two, one or two six figure streams of income that over time, over five years time or 10 years time, a decade at the most, they will have a seven figure empire that is solid. That is in our mutual friend, Steve Sims says, you know, it doesn't do you any good to make $500,000 if you've spent $650,000 to get it. My, my process is you spend the money you need to spend, but you don't overspend. And you're certainly not saying I'm a millionaire when you made a millionaire in 20 years, as opposed to making a million in a year, right? So there's some authenticity pieces and some honesty pieces that I insist upon because I think my the people that I work with, uh, appreciate that and, and want that. Yeah. And then recently the yeah. collective, since our last conversation yeah. has, has come to yeah. the forefront. Yeah. So you're able to reach work and impact more people's lives where it's not on a limited basis. Sure. So talk to me about what they can expect with the collective. Yeah. So the collective was born because there are two empire builders who need a year away empire builders. One in particular is a breast cancer survivor and she cannot travel. And empire builders meets in person twice a year. And it is a little cloak and dagger because all I ever tell people is where to be and what time and what to wear. Because if we're going to do something where you need to have pants on showing up in five inch heels and a short skirt, probably is going to be a fail. (laughs) So, So I don't tell them what we're doing. We just do fun things that bring the group together and bond the group together because I believe in the power of that mastermind, right? Having that bench of people that you can rely on um, to not just help you through the rough times, but to really authentically be excited for you when you are succeeding. That Those are also challenging relationships to find. People who are genuinely excited when you crush it, um, you don't always have that in your personal life, right? You've got to have it as, a, as your support system. So these two folks came to me and they said, we need to take a break from Empire Builders. We'll pay you for 2022. We're assuming that 2022 is going to be a better year and, and we'll sign an application and we'll pay you. And I was like, well, that's just wonderful. And also, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I would feel terrible if something happened between now and then. And also, we, we need accountability, they said, right? We need, we want some way to stay connected to you and to stay connected to moving forward and all those things. Do you have any ideas? And so I sat and I penciled out what is I'm now calling the collective and it is a virtual only mastermind of sorts, but I'm pulling out those old skills I used to have at the ready when I was business coaching and executive coaching. So it will be coaching, it will be accountability, and it will be a mini mastermind of sorts that's all virtual. So I will be able to serve more people and keep people connected to their bunch of people that are focused in moving forward, regardless of who's elected or reelected, regardless of whether we have a vaccine that we have to take or choose not to take and we stay home, if we're quarantined, if the the world comes to an end, right? We still have to, we still got to pay still got to pay the bills, still got to eat, yeah. <laughs> still got to make progress. And also I think people are hungry for connection. We don't have enough connection right now. Um, I actually shook someone's hand yesterday. It was kind of by accident. I met someone and she stuck out her hand and I shook her hand. I was like, I haven't, sh- I haven't shaken anyone's hand. I haven't shook anyone's hand for six months. Oh my gosh. Because when I met you, we were, you know, for all intents and purposes, as far away yeah. as we are yeah. now, <laughs> we just happen to be in the same room. Brandon. So I think people are, the longer we are in this state of distance, 
the more we are hungry for and craving that connection and getting together and hugging and touching and, and just having that physical contact that as humans, we, we need and we crave and we yeah. want on, on a regular basis. And so this is my answer to that, to, to try to help everyone. Yeah. As and much I love the fact that you, what you said in, in right there was, I'm not, it's, it's not based off of whether this person wins or this person wins or this disease, you know, does this or this does this. There's still a way to work and to help and to thrive no matter what the situational cause is. And that's what your purpose is, is to drive to find a way to help others regardless. So I love that. Now, I feel that people have a way of surprising us due to their willingness to learn their drive. The rooms that you put together, probably hand-selected. You talked about an application and maybe from time to time, someone slips through there. We're human. It happens, but I'm sure you kind of quickly can weed them out. Has anyone been to your mastermind or your coaching that has surprised you with what they were able to accomplish because of the room you put together? Mm -hmm. And what was that outcome for them? So this is the Mm -hmm. brag time for like someone that's been through your mastermind. Well, I, I can give you example after example, but I don't know that it has anything to do with me other than I curated the room. And then these people just showed up. They're phenomenal human beings. I just got the blessing of having them enter my atmosphere and I pulled them in. Um, so the first one, gosh, the, how do I pick the first one? It's like, which of your children is your favorite? <laughs> Like, um, <laughs> I can't have a favorite. Uh, so Rachel Richards is the author of Money, Honey and Passive Income Aggressive Retirement. I met her because she interviewed me for Passive Income Aggressive Retirement. She's 27 and she is setting the world on fire. She's got books and courses and investing in real estate and is just doing amazing things. And through the course of Empire Builders, she... Um, connected, you know, with the group and was, we all, we all decided we wanted to be her when we grow up because she's just phenomenal, but she's put courses together. She's republished her first book. She is setting the world on fire. Gosh, do I, do I need to give another one? I I, I love hearing this. I can go through like the alphabet and say, you know, I have Alyssa and Alice you know, and Allison. So the three A's and I've got three Karens, right? For, for the class of 2020. And I can tell you all of them. So Karen Anderson is the co-author of the Bezos letters with her husband, Steve Anderson. And she just told me that they got a translation into Turkish, into Turkish. It's been translated into, I don't know, 30 languages. So that just every single person is doing amazing, amazing, wonderful things. And it does, it does, uh, as someone who is very careful about the curation, I did have someone ask me, well, does, did anyone surprise you? And I said, no, I, all of this is by invitation. Empire Builders is I connect with someone and I either invite them to be in the group. Yeah. It's built by design, not by chance. Or it's built by design. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Cause I, I know the personalities of the people and I, I really want that soft place to fall for when Karen had shoulder surgery or when uh, someone else had to put their dog down or when the deal didn't come through, right? There's got to be a soft place where you can say, yeah, I'm a total superstar, total overachiever. And yet I'm having a bad five minutes and I need words of affirmation. I need a hug. I need encouragement. Right. But then also I just got a million dollars, boom, from something and everyone in the room is happier than the person for whom the deal happened for. 
that's a, that's a careful, carefully selected person. That's a carefully chosen person because not everyone is wired in that way. And I'm not about good, bad, right, or wrong. I'm about effective and ineffective. And I think it's ineffective to be in a room of people where you wonder if they're really happy for you or not. No. And not letting people wonder. A lot of the solo shows that we talk about are what we, I call the pillars of success. And I think there's a lot of things that it takes to, to be successful, mentorship, experimentation, partnership, willingness to fail. What do you feel it takes in today's day and age where social media has made us so sensitive about people's successes, what do you feel it takes? What is one attribute you think it takes to be successful in life? One attribute would be a positive mental attitude. And I talked about it before, prepping the asset. It's what you say when you talk to yourself. It's taking time to shut off your brain through meditation. It is journaling. It is having that self-awareness for when you say something and you go, I did, did I mean that? What was I, what was I thinking? I've called more than a thousand people and said, remember that thing that I said? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, that is not what I meant at all. I don't know what was happening right there. I had a moment, right? Like having the self-awareness to say, I apologize, or that's not how I intended that or those sorts of things. So I think it all comes down to your attitude, this, this six inches right here between your two ears that you have to be in control of that. You, it, is, it is ineffective and darn near impossible to have crap going in all the time. And if, especially if you have gremlin, if you have a gremlin in your brain that says, who are you to do that? Or why do you think you can do that? Or you're not capable of doing that, or that's for somebody else to do. You have to turn that volume down and you've got to turn the voice up in your head that says, yeah, I can totally do this. My daughter, when she was learning how to drive, I would say, how are you doing? She's like, mom, I've got this. Her self-talk was so good. Like, I've got this, I've got this. And so having that positive mental attitude really helps you to, and I'm going to use an old reference right now and some people are going to get it. And if you don't get it, you just have to go to YouTube, but it's weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. I've heard that. I've heard that. Are you old enough I'm not to know that, that much is? younger than you there, Bucko. <laughs> and, and, you know, <laughs> hey, don't forget, you don't feed the gremlin after midnight, I think. So we, we and we right. talked about. That's the, right. Okay. The, All right. The, okay. the gremlins <laughs> are the crabs that you and I talked about. Yes. The three C's, yes. cheerleaders, yeah, crabs, I don't... and challengers. And you're going to have them and you got yeah. them. You got, they're going to yeah. be there, but you need to, they'll push you to exceed. So. As, as we come closer to the end here, I feel that there's always new ideas yeah. brewing in times of prosperity. It's super easy to be successful when everyone's winning. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. ingenuity and innovation come when we feel the squeeze. We're feeling the squeeze. What yeah. are you working on right now yeah. that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? So putting together the collective... Um, has really excited me. I'm writing fiction. I've said I've always wanted to live in a cabin in the woods and write fiction. Well, guess what, kids? Here we are. So, <laughs> so I am working through that current challenge. Um, it's challenging and exciting, and um, I'm excited to see what is bred. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking moments ago when we were talking about it's happening in the midst of a pandemic. And I think if you if you do any research or reading at all and you go back and you look at when things were created, very often it was during a general economic downturn or some kind of world war or situation that was awful, right? When you could look at it and go, this is genuinely awful, this sucks, whether it's global, um, national, or personal. 
um, a lot of people become very inventive out of necessity, right? So I think that there is a tremendous amount of creation that's going on right now. We just haven't heard about it yet. I'm excited to see what albums come out and what television shows come out and what movies come out. So it's not what I'm working on, but I'm really thinking that there are a lot of people that are in their own real or imagined cabin in the woods that are pecking away at something that are noodling away at something they're working on something. And we're going to start to see that come out. And there's always that moment, right? Where the, somebody's a millionaire who invented the pool noodle and you kind of go, don't right. <laughs> the umbrella, like, the, the I was umbrella looking up and the drink. Yeah. The umbrella, the pet rock, right? Like somebody made 40 million bucks from the pet rock and you just kind of go, what? Why don't I have these ideas? Well, now is a time when we have the opportunity to live in the gap, to get quiet and to let those ideas flow through us. So that's what I'm doing. And that's what I'm intending and hoping that lots of other people are doing. And so that when we do go back to the theater, when we do start to see, you know, this season on CBS, it's going to be some really good quality stuff because there was some time for people to really create something. Yeah, absolutely. I know I'm working on something that I've talked to you about and it came before the pandemic, but it's going to thrive afterwards. So, all right, last one on there. What is a tip, a tactic, an actionable item that if someone listening today implemented it in the next 30, 60, 90 days, they could see some form of impact, whether it's on their business or personal life that you can leave them with? I can think of 12. I have 12 different things. Do something every single day, have a streak. The thing that you've said, I don't have time to do, you now have time to do it. Start a streak, whether that's a language learning streak, a writing streak, a journaling streak, a yoga streak, a meditation streak, streak, something positive. So like, (laughs) it's not... I mentioned bourbon and briskets earlier, right? So I'm like, well, you know, this isn't the time to be like, can I have three drinks every day and see what happens, right? That's I'm not. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting something positive that if you start doing it, that you could see the, because you'll get into the momentum phase after about 14 to 21 days and 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, what will happen is you'll be able to speak you'll have the better part of a book written. You'll be able to speak in a foreign language. You'll have the better part of a book written. You'll be in the best shape of your life because you did yoga every day or you went for a walk every day. And then keep a journal so that you can track it and just go back and notice what is the result of that. I saw Matthew McConaughey today talking about his new book, Green Lights, and it's about his 36, 35 years of journaling. And he said, I can go back and see when I was successful, what I was doing in my journal. And I can see when things kind of, wheels kind of came off the bus, where I wasn't being so effective. I'm going to use my own words, effective in, in my, my application of my actions and getting myself back on track got me back on track. And I'm able to go back. He was able to go back and look over his history and see, well, this is when this happened and this is when this happened. And then this was what this happened. And this is what I was doing in those moments in the, in that time period and what I wasn't doing that I needed to be doing, that I got back to doing. And then it started the cycle of success again. So I'm a huge proponent of journaling and kind of noticing yeah, what's going on. Yeah, and I love on. the idea of the streak. Tracking. Yeah, streak. I, th- I think that's really important. And though yeah. we might think that's super difficult or someone else says, oh, I got this, finding that streak and just staying on it. Yeah, and an app is helpful for that. I have several different apps where I have a streak and I get the reminder at like eight o'clock at night as I'm powering down that'll say, you, did you want to miss that five minutes? To, I'm like, oh. Okay. Give me, give me a quick app that, that does that <laughs> reminder, what, if you wouldn't mind. What is that app? It is the Drops app. It's a language learning app, and you can pick any language. 
and there's a free version and you, you get five minutes a day. You only get five minutes a day unless you upgrade, but it'll remind you like, Hey, do this every day. And it does keep me on track. Nice. Which is cool. I love it. Honore, I, I appreciate, I'm looking forward to listening to this again, spending more time with you, learning more about it. Everyone, we've got Honore Quarter, founder of Empire Builders and Collective Masterminds. Check her out. Her information will be in the show notes. Please reach out to her. She let you know the best way to do it. And you know, if you're wanting to find a way to build that six and seven multi six and seven figure revenue streams, this is the person to go do it with. She's done it. She's done it herself. And she continues to work with other people. And she puts, like she said, you put the rooms together. So it's not always you, but it's the people that you bring into that room that are able to make it happen. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Peace be with you. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing The Mastermind Effect.